Hey man, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up? No foreign no. language, just the what's up. We're back. We're back to that. Why well, can't what's up be? It's or, not as it's not as people exciting. People don't say it as much as that. I can't even talk. They don't even talk as much nowadays. They don't. They, don't, they just text. They don't yeah. say hello. So right. that is foreign because I I addressed you verbally and right. we don't do that anymore. I yeah. should have just sent you a text in response you to should've. what you said. You should have. In fact, we've talked about it on this show before, but people don't say what's up anymore because that's apparently too long. So they just say saw. Saw. See. Yeah. See, you've been saying it. I know. You I have, have not because it just rolled off your tongue so no. smooth right no, there. No, my son said it the other day, and I about no, seriously. Him. He did, <laughs> and I I about disowned him. <laughs> did he say it to you or just? You just heard it. I just heard it. I think he was talking about, he saw a friend at church and said something along the lines of, I saw this guy and I said, saw, man. And I, <laughs> stop everything. Yeah. <laughs> There's the door. It's unlocked. Yeah. It's been nice raising you for 12 years. You're on your own. There's now. the curb. You. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyways, we're here to talk about, like we talked about uh, or, or teased at least last week, uh, singleness. Yeah. And uh, men, if you're out there and you're married, don't turn it off. No. Do not turn it off because chances are you are either parenting somebody who is single right now or you know somebody who's single right now or God will bring somebody into your life soon who is somebody who is single. And uh, and, and this is going to be a, a helpful episode for you. Men, if you're out there single listening to this, we want this to be an encouragement to you. Um, we're not going to baby you and tell you everything's going to be all right and just hang in there. But we're also... Uh, here to to encourage you that that there's some uh, there's a, a gift there's a re- reason why it's called the gift of singleness so we'll get into that a little bit but uh, just why this topic came up beyond this uh, for me I, I'm pastoring our college ministry here at the church along with our men's ministry so our, our college ministry is is largely if not entirely made up of singles and we just did a retreat recently on. First Corinthians chapter seven, and being uh, d- undistracted in our devotion to the Lord, and uh, and Paul talks a lot about, and we'll get to that in this episode, the the gift of singleness, and that it allows us to be undistracted in our devotion to the Lord. So that's been on my mind. And then, uh, Kellen, why don't you talk about how this uh, episode, this subject, is uh, is impactful for you personally? Yeah. So I, I'm overseeing our. Uh singles ministry are our older singles so we have it divided up in into two here at compass are what we call young professionals fresh out of college in the 20s early 30s and then also we have our singles uh, 30s 40s single parents and divorced widows and and that uh, population there and so that's the the ministry that I get to oversee and uh, yeah we were we were talking about this and you know there's a lot of similarities there obviously there's a, a big age difference, but from the the standpoint of just singleness in general and how um, these singles spend their life. And sometimes it can, they can not be taken advantage of the time that they have, the, the opportunity that they have to grow their relationship uh, with Christ. And so it was, it was one that we wanted to definitely talk about to make sure that, look, if you're single out there, or if you know somebody that's single, how can you disciple that person? And how can you have tools to challenge them to um, to grow in their relationship with the Lord. And then if you're single, for you to be able to put boots on the ground and, and, and get after it, uh, for lack of better words, because it is a, a unique uh, situation that you're in. So we wanted to to be able to talk through that. But uh, yeah, mine came from uh, leading the ministry uh, as I talk to a lot of singles and uh, try to ultimately grow everyone's relationship with the Lord and utilize their time that they have. Yeah. So one of the first things that we wanted to talk about is 
what you so often hear thrown out there, and that is the gift of singleness. Or to put it a different way, and that is by a statement of a proposition, that singleness is a gift. Uh, and so we want to talk a little bit about what that looks like, what that means. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, beginning in verse 32, says this, I want you to be free from anxieties. He says, the unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord and how to please the Lord, but the married man is anxious about worldly things and how to please his wife. And his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things and how to please her husband. I say this, Paul says, not, or I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order. And here it is to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. So Kellen, as Paul is talking about anxieties in this passage, he's not talking about anxieties the same way, right? That he's talking about in Philippians chapter four, when he says, Mm -hmm. be anxious for nothing, right? Right. In fact, other translations will, will use not the word anxiety here, but concern or interest. He says, I want you to be free from, uh, from concerns in the sense that the, the, those that are married are concerned about, he says, worldly things. Again, yeah. not worldly the same way that we often think about worldly, right. but worldly as far as your relationship with your spouse. Responsibilities, yeah. So, Ken, let's talk about that a little bit. How is singleness a gift in the sense that of what Paul's talking about here, that it, there's more freedom for the single person than there is for the person that's married? The first thing that we can get to is this the time aspect, right? You 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 know when you think about married life, um, even speaking from my standpoint, is like you got the kids there, you got your wife there, you're going home, spending time with your family. You know, as a single person, there's not that going home and that responsibility of saying, "Hey, I need to be there for my wife. I need to shepherd my family." Um, and so, from a time aspect you have more time on your hands to be able to serve, to be able to get involved, to be able to do those things that um, help build up the body of Christ uh, without being bound to anything, without having to, to always look over your shoulder saying, hey, am I spending too much time doing this and neglecting my family? And so that time thing is huge. And being able to say, okay, what time do I have available and how can I direct that to glorify God? Um, and being able to plan that out is, is, is key. Absolutely. And, and that's, uh, that's such an, an important thing. And, and, and when I look at, and I had to, <laughs> I had to be careful because my wife was there when I was preaching on this passage with these college students, because marriage is a good thing, right? Absolutely. We would say we love being married and you and I would not trade our marriage for anything, right? right. We wouldn't yeah. say, Hey, we'll give up our marriage to go back and be single. But what was convicting for me when I was preaching that passage is when I look back at my single years, mm. how much of it I wasted yeah. wanting to be married. Wasted worrying about being married, wasted thinking about, man, it's going to be so much better when I'm married. Yeah. Instead of realizing this is a unique time that God has given to you and you need to use it well, right? I mean, if, if you and I are, are sitting at home at, at nine at night and a, a college student calls us up or one of the people from your ministry calls you up and says, hey, why don't we go out and, and, uh, and watch a movie? You and I are looking at each other going... Are you, are you kidding <laughs> you said, me? Do you know what time the kids yeah. wake up in the morning? <laughs> and our wives are staring daggers at us, right? Not, right. not really. Yeah. But there's just, that's the more freedom. You've got more freedom to fellowship, more freedom to serve, yeah. more freedom to give, more freedom to, yeah, your, your, your time, your schedule is your own. That's a huge thing that is a gift of singleness. Yeah. The, the other thing that goes along with that is, is finances, like your, your money, where that goes. And um, again, being able to say, 
I get getting a paycheck every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever it is. And how much of that goes into um, supporting missionaries or um, being able to to tithe more uh, during that period of time where you don't have those financial obligations uh, that you have or uh, having leading your family and leading your home. Um, so financial and in the standpoint of not being able to say or not being able to, not having to excuse me ask hey where should we use this money or what should we do with this it's like I've got this money and if you feel you prayed about it you feel convicted that you know you want to put it towards um, whatever this is in the church then you can do that without having to necessarily have that battle of like well I think it should go here I think it should go here right and and men if you're out there just to to, to circle back to to the service piece and we've kind of hit that on that just just briefly but I want to zoom in on that for a second. If you're out there, men, and you're single and you're not serving in your local church, if you're married and you're not serving in your local church, but especially if you're single and you are not serving in your local church, you are wasting the gift of singleness that God has given to you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. In fact, in fact that's the, the foundation of Paul's whole argument here. He says in 1 Corinthians 7, 7, he says, I wish that all were as I myself am. Well, what's he talking about there? He's talking about single. Mm-hmm. Paul didn't have a wife. He wasn't married. And he's saying, I wish all were as I am. And if you ask, okay, why, Paul? Uh, If you've got time, take your Bibles at some point, man, and and open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and read what I often refer to as as Paul's resume of suffering Mm -hmm. in that chapter. When he's talking about all of the trials and tribulations that he's gone through as an apostle, and then ask yourself, how much would that be different if Paul had been married and had kids? Right? He's, right? he's not going to be giving himself and putting himself and risking himself in the same ways uh, that he would have had, you know, had he been married. Um, in, in the fact that he's single, Paul was able to, to travel. Paul was able to engage. Paul was able to invest. Paul was able to risk. Paul was able to, to, to exhaust himself in service of the Lord. And that's the most significant thing, single men, that you can be doing right now is saying, I want to pour myself into the church with everything that I've got. Uh, what can I do? Where can I serve? What can I be doing? How can I be growing? Um, in my knowledge of the Lord as well. So if you're not serving, guys, and you're single, you're doing it wrong, and, and you need to get serving in your local church. And I know there's this this thought out there uh, sometimes, and I've had conversation with single guys, especially in this, the, the ministry that I oversee, where guys feel like if they're not married, well, they're not eligible to lead other men. And look, at the end of the day, uh, our our number one goal is our relationship with Christ and to be able to grow that. And so whether you're, you can do that being single, being, being married. And so to, to take that thought out of your mind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm almost missing something. If I'm not married, I can't serve as much. I can't lead as much. No, that's not the case there. Um, that is our goal as adults. And you know, when you have college ministries or high school ministries, then yeah, it makes sense. You don't want another necessarily a high schooler teaching and trying to lead another high schooler in a small group. But as we become adults, then our goal is to uh, get a closer relationship to Christ and to disciple one another to do that. And single men, you can do that. Um, And so be encouraged and and talk to people about uh, being in ministry, as Pastor PJ just said, absolutely serving, but then also uh, don't shy away from a leadership opportunity. If it's there, if you've been, if you've been counseled and talked to about and you're um, equipped to do that, then that's an opportunity as well. Okay. So, uh, so serving, using your time, using your singleness, singleness is a gift. It's unique. It's a, for some of you, you may be thinking, okay, do I have a gift receipt on this? Cause I, I, I would like to return <laughs> it to you, Lord. Cause I've, I've, I, thanks. I already had this model earlier in my life and I just don't want it back. Um, l- look, if, if you, let's, let's transition a little bit on that thought. 
everybody at some point in time has the gift of singleness, right? My, right. my son right now is 12. He, for the foreseeable future, <laughs> has the yes. gift of singleness, right? Um, and so what is he going to do with it? How is he going to use it, right? And so as we think about that, if, if you're out there, men, though, and you're saying, okay, I've, I've had the gift of singleness, I really would like the gift of marriage. Is that a bad desire? I mean, if we're sitting here, if Paul is saying, look, it's better to be single because you're free from the, the concerns of, that come along with marriage. So then, Kellen, are, are you telling me it's a bad desire that I have to be married? No, not at all. And uh, we go back to Genesis 2.18, and and Bible tells us that man was not created to be alone, right? And so we even look at that standpoint of like marriage and what Paul talks about in Ephesians 5 around marriage and the responsibilities of a husband and a wife. And marriage is a great thing. Marriage is a really good thing. And you and I both being married and having wonderful wives can attest to that. But uh, so it's it's a good thing to desire marriage, but um, shouldn't be you know, the end all be all, that's what my life is about is to go out and find a, a spouse and, and nothing else. And so, um, yeah, being able to understand marriage is a good thing, but that can't be the number one goal. Focusing on our relationship with Christ has to be number one. And then, yes, after that, seeking to find a spouse is a good thing. So I'm single. I'm going to serve. I'm going to use my singleness well. I've got this desire to be married. And so then I guess what's next? I just pray, okay, God, I want to be married. And then I, I let go and let God. <laughs> you let go, let God there is going to uh, allow you to have the gift of singleness for the rest of your life. Um, so that's not going to do anything. And um, yeah, you, you have to, if you're desiring to be married, you're looking for a spouse, then what we're saying here is being able to look for the spouse and not allowing that to replace uh, the most important thing in our life is following Christ. But going out and looking for a spouse, yeah, absolutely. And looking within the church is the best thing, not necessarily trying to go find somebody that you can mold and make a Christian because that's just not possible. And I know we have no, that tendency. Yeah, no missionary dating. No missionary dating. Um, and <laughs> you, you find people, they're like, no, they're right there. I think I can. No, don't do that. Find somebody that's that's chasing after Christ that is doing it well um, and yeah, seek after those people. Yeah, so uh, that's 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 key. That's huge. And, and being involved in the church. And yes, God is sovereign over that. And God is going to bring somebody into your life if that's his will and if that's his plan for you. Um, but yeah, you, you've got to have your eyes open. You've got to have the, the, the line in the water, so to speak. Um, but another thing to think about is, as you're sitting there, man, if, if you're th- thinking to yourself, hey, you know what? Marriage is a good thing. I'd, I'd love to be married. But right now I'm single. What should I be doing? prepare yourself for the type of woman you want to marry. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if you're out there and you're, you're sitting there single, thinking to yourself, man, I'd love to have someday a godly wife who loves the Lord, who has a vibrant prayer life, who's reading the word, um, who's just going to be an, an excellent, you know, godly woman to marry. Are, are you the type of man she's going to want to marry? And if you're not, what do you need to do to get there? I mean, let's, let's start talking about that. It's, and that's where I look back at, at my life and kind of say, man, I wasted so much of my single years. Mm-hmm. Not spending that time really investing in my relationship with Christ as much as I should have and growing and spending time in the Word and deepening my relationship with Him because I've, I had the time on my hands to do that, right? Yeah. I had the ability to do that. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's time to hit the, the spiritual weight room to make sure that, that you are, are getting yourself in spiritual shape if that's what God has for you. Um, Kellen, what about the guy though, that's out there that's listening to this going, okay, enough, enough talk about the marriage side of things. This is a talk about singleness and I'm content in my singleness. What about that guy? 
you referenced Genesis two eighteen that it's it's the Lord declared it's it's not good for a man to be alone. What about that guy? How can he look at that and, and say that he's not defective or that God hasn't you know isn't disappointed with him because he's not married and he doesn't have a desire to be married? Yeah, I think you look at Scripture in itself. You look at Paul. You look at Jesus. You look at John the Baptist. You look at all of the things that they were able to do. Just uh, as you alluded to earlier, they, they were single and they took their singleness as a gift, and they didn't didn't waste time with it. And so, yeah, there are some that will be single and that are content that say, "Hey, I'm I'm good being single." And the challenge remains the same, and the encouragement remains the same. It's like get busy for the Lord. Like find out how you can be using every hour of your day outside of work and, um, um, yeah, outside of work that you can be gearing towards the Lord and, uh, and doing that and not wasting that time and encouraging others to do that as well um, is a start. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if, if you are a kingdom single, if you are single for the rest of your life, um, that's not a failure. That's not a shortcoming, right? Kellen just listed off some pretty significant people, the Apostle Paul, uh, John the Baptist, Jesus. Yeah, he's pretty significant. Um, yeah. <laughs> As people that were, quote unquote, kingdom singles. And, you know, this, this Genesis 2.18, marriage is really a precursor for what is coming, right? right. And that statement, it's not good for man to be alone. It's, it's loaded with meaning there. It's yeah. not just about having marriage. a wife. Yeah. It's not just about marriage. It's about the fact that uh, when God set his redemptive history, plan for redemptive history in, in, in motion, his goal was to save a people, not a person. Mm-hmm. And men, if you're out there and you're single, you're part of that people. You are part of the church. You are part of the bride of Christ. And there's a day coming that Revelation talks about where we will be present at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And there's intentional language that God uses there, that you as part of the bride of Christ are going to be betrothed to Jesus as the, the bridegroom, as the, the, the Lord and Savior on that day. And so that that idea that there is a day coming in the future. In fact, what does Jesus say, Kellen, when when the Pharisees and, and Sadducees try to catch him in a trap and they say, hey, look, there was this guy or this woman and she got married and he died and then that guy's brother married her and he died and then that guy's brother married her and then he died. Whose husband will she be in the the new earth? And what does Jesus say? He says, you're all wrong. Yeah. There's really no such thing as what? Is marriage in the in the new heavens and the new earth, right? Um, he says we don't we're not going to marry nor give anyone a marriage there, right. uh, but it's still going to be about community yeah. and it's still going to be about us living life together. And so, singles, you, you are as much a part of that as anyone else. Um, and so, look forward to that and and long for that. And if you're out there and you're you're struggling with the feelings of being alone and feeling like you're isolated and feeling like you're cut off and feeling like you don't have those relationships. Kellen, let's address that person for a moment. What, what does, does the church offer them uh, now as a, a foretaste of what is coming in the future? Yes. Being in fellowship, being in community and being with the body of Christ um, is something that we, we shouldn't be in isolation because that's where we start to, to get ourselves in trouble, but we need to be in in community with others. We need to be in fellowship um, and looking to stir one another up, looking for love and good works, as Hebrews 10 tells us. But being around other body of believers helps keep your mind focused on Christ. And yeah, it, it, the tough part about being 
single is there's those times of of loneliness, right? And there's those uh, lustful sexual temptations that you might have. But again, being around a body of believers that can constantly put your mind, set your minds on things above, as we talked about in Colossians 3, that's where we want to constantly be and not not being alone, not caving into that, that, the loneliness and thinking that you're just by yourself. So, Kellen, we're, we, we talk about, we've got a phrase around here at our church uh, that we say we're on the patio. Mm-hmm. And what we mean by that is it's either before service or after service, there's a patio. It's because we're creative like that here, <laughs> where we go out and we, uh, we mingle and we fellowship and we spend time together and there's donuts and there's coffee and there's cookies uh, sometimes. And it's, it's just, um, it's a, a, g- a great time and a great time for us to connect with people. So, if we're there and we're on the patio and you see a guy that you've never seen before and you walk up and you say, Hey, I'm Kellen. And, and, uh, what's your name? And he says, I'm, you know, Jim, Bob, Jimmy, too short. Wow. Um, just threw a name out there yeah, that I knew would not be anybody that one. was listening. So they wouldn't be, you're talking about me. Um, and you say, Hey man, it's, it's nice to meet you. Tell me about yourself. And he says, well, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you, you mentioned something. I I'm here. I'm single. This is my first Sunday here. What what how how would you recommend I get connected to the church? Let's not even talk about our church specifically. Let's just talk about in general because I know that's a big hurdle for for a lot of singles. Yeah, is coming to a church for the first time by themselves and trying to figure out how do I get connected? What does that look like? How what what would you respond to that person? Yeah, two two things that I would give them right off the bat is one a single ministry that we have, and then um, the other being a Bible study and getting around a group of of men. Uh, that can continue to encourage you and uh, that you can build relationships with. And then also being in that singles ministry allows you to be in community with others that are in similar life situations. And then, you know, there with the singles ministry, there's the the, the women that are there as well. So there's a oppor- good opportunity for someone to, if they're looking for a spouse, to find uh, someone that's... Um, following Christ or, or going after Christ, um, as we talked about, they should be looking for. So those are the two that I would steer them towards um, right off the bat, but getting to know them first and putting them in one of those ministries where they can build community. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. And, and maybe you're out there going, well, the churches I go to, maybe they don't have a singles ministry, uh, whatever that may be. You know what? Number one, I would say be faithful in, in showing up and attending right. and, and being there um, week in and week out, week out. Go in, sit down, talk to the people, spend time in fellowship with them afterwards, whether you guys have a foyer that you go hang out in afterwards or a foyer, as the, the French like to say, all fancy and stuff, <laughs> um, or a patio or someplace that, that people congregate. Don't just sh- go to the church and, and then leave and go get in your car and drive away. So show up and attend. Second thing is connect in some way. Um, if there is no singles ministry, join a, a, a small group, join a community group, whatever you call them. We call them home fellowship groups here. Um, and maybe you say, well, that's going to be me sitting around the, the room with four or five other couples. Okay. Yeah. Great. You know, we, we've got a, Kellen and I are in the same community group, HFG here, and, and we've had single people come in and, and, uh, and spend some time with us and, and we love having them there and they they contribute. We, yeah, they give an interesting perspective for sure. That's different than ours sometimes. Yeah. It helps yeah. Us. You guys have something to offer, um, 100%. And I know you know that. I'm just telling you, as somebody who's married, we know that as well. So yeah. come join us. We, we don't want you to be some pariah in the church that's on the outskirts going, well, I, I can't join that. So connect somehow. Um, and I would even say, you know, a singles ministry is great. 
involve yourself in a singles ministry, but don't confine yourself there. Right. Um, don't silo yourself in that and, and where that is your identity. Your identity is you're a son of God. You are redeemed. You are saved. You are a Christian. So don't silo yourself off as, as just a single. So attend, connect, and then like we've already talked about, uh, get serving. Um, whatever that looks like in whatever capacity that that is, meet with a pastor, meet with a, a ministry director, say, hey, can you help me figure out where I can get involved serving in the church? Because I'd love to do that. Um, I'll hold a stop sign and help people cross the street. I will help with parking. I will set up chairs and tear down chairs. I will teach in a Sunday school class, whatever it may be, um, wherever the Lord has, has gifted you, right? Get busy serving. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking to yourself, well, how can I, how can I go be involved in the church? And you know what's interesting? I, I don't know about you, Kellen, but I, I would probably give the same advice to a couple that I met on the patio Absolutely. saying, hey, how would I get involved in the church? Yeah. Um, probably the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing you, you mentioned is our identity is in Christ. And that's where we need to, to, to under, that's what we need to understand going into any of these uh, situations, whether you're married, whether you're single, we are all one in Christ. And there was a quote that I read from an article that uh, was talking about singles and it said, before God's judgment throne, the question you're going to be asked is not, were you married, but rather, how did you respond to my son? And so just thinking about that identity piece that you just said, is like marriage is not going to be, it's not going to raise your stakes or lower your stakes because you, you, you got married. It's Again, it's a good thing, but um, it's not something that uh, we should set our minds on or that should take the top priority in our life of trying to be married if we're single. Take advantage of the time and um, yeah, be all in trying to find how you can grow your relationship with Christ with the, the time that you have. Right. Well, man, uh, hopefully this has been beneficial to you, um, whether you're married or single out there. Uh, hopefully this is, has given you, given you some food to, to think on and, and chew on. Um, yeah, the biggest thing is running hard after Christ, no matter what your stage of life is, running hard after Christ, making sure that that is your number one pursuit. Uh, I go back to, to Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount um, to, to go back to this concept of anxieties, but in the way that, that they can become idols and, and wrong anxieties in our lives. Jesus is talking to that crowd and he says, look, don't be anxious about what you're going to wear. Don't be anxious about the food that you're going to eat. Don't be anxious about the, the number of days you're going to live. He said, you, you can't control any of that, but here's what I want you to do. He says, look, you, your heavenly father knows you need all those things. And so here's what you should do. Seek his kingdom first. Seek his agenda first. Pursue him with all you have. And Jesus says, and he will add these things to you. And what's implied there is those things that you really truly need. If you need it, if God is looking at you going, you know what, you're going to be able to better glorify me married than single, then he'll provide for that. But if not, then he's going to provide everything that you need to live a godly life of singleness, pursuing, loving Jesus, exalting Jesus, and glorifying the Lord all the way through. And so, man, hopefully this, again, has been an encouragement for you, and we will be praying for you this week as you strive to be quality men. Uh,